This teaching is brought to you by Kingswood International Church, British Columbia. We believe that as you listen, faith is set up in you to become all God has called you to be. Thank you and God bless you. I will attribute my Christian growth, a good portion of it, to listening to messages. If you want to grow spiritually, you want to grow fast, right? You will have to learn to listen to God's word. I'm not saying listen to the audio Bible. Listening to the audio Bible is good. It has some blessings. But listening to teachings, it's so important. Especially what you were taught on Sunday. Because I, I bet you everything that was said on Sunday, you didn't retain it. You didn't retain it. So the only way to get as much as you can is to listen to it at least twice during the week. You know, when I was in university, when we were in university those days, before we had CD players, I'm sure people can relate, right? In fact, CD players don't even exist anymore. <laughs> people use flashes. In fact, flashes on their Spotify, there is um, everything else. So people just stream right now. There's no need for for trying to get a flash or something, right? So, messages are free, everyone. Uh, listen to the messages twice a week, I'm telling you. Twice a week. Listen to messages twice a week. You're going to get blessed. So, like I said, so when I was in university, right, I used to listen to audio teachings, right? All of these are way back as in the 70s. Messages are very old. And all I had were tapes. These record tapes, right? So, <laughs> I see those messages so much that, you know, the tapes cut. Now, some of you might not to relate with those things, right? So, I'll get a cello tape. And that part that has been cut, right? I will tape it. <laughs> and make it over again. I can tell you, some messages I've listened to, I'm not exaggerating, more than 50 times. One message. Let me tell you something about listening to messages. Ah, you're online, so there's some things I, I don't want to say. But off the record, have you watched movies where you wept? Right? That, that sounds good, right? Have you, people that watch X-rated movies and you see X-rated scenes, what happens? That body response. Am I right? That's the power of sound and the power of sight. It's so powerful that it can make your body respond. Now, if you apply that same thing to God's word, do you know you can listen to God's word to a point where your body will begin to respond? <sighs> you can listen to God's word to a point where you will be, your body will begin to respond to God's word. The same way it responds to those negative sounds, it will respond to God's word. So listen, if you want to grow very fast 
in the things of God. Listen to God's word. Listen to teachings often. In fact, I can tell you for free that it's rare for, a, for me to go a day that's into a message. It's almost impossible. Almost impossible. Now, I'm saying this to encourage you. I'll find a way. If I'm going to the office and the train, that's one message. Coming back, that's one message. Right? If I'm going to the gym, that's one message. If I'm taking a walk, that's one. If I don't know any of those things, but I'm just at home, I will find a way to do one message a day. So just listen to one before coming to church. This is one message today. If you're, if you're going to grow spiritually, right? Like I said, if you watch X-rated stuff or whatever it is, your body responds. The same power is there. If you listen to God's word, your body, your spirit will respond. All right, that's all for our message. Let's go. That was free of charge. <laughs> Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Let's start. 1, 2, 3, go. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to what? And not what? Lose heart. I hope this light is not making it. You can still see, right? Alright, good. So we said, we said several times, do not lose heart. If you want to lose, if you don't want to lose heart, you have to pray. If you don't want to be a chick in your life, pray. You know, many people feel that the strongest people are the people that have guts, people that have physical attributes, the V-shape. Muscle men, strong men, Mr. Universe, or the people that had, you know, very brave. But the strongest men in the world are men that know how to pray. Because with prayer, you can change anything, you can move anything. And when I mean anything, I'm not exaggerating, I'm telling you. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 6 to 17 it says rejoice forevermore pray without what season so you are going through tough times pray you are going through good times pray you are having a, a ball pray things are not going the way you want to go pray if many times people forget to pray when things are going well why you, you forget that things are going well now. doesn't mean to go well tomorrow. <laughs> so whether things are going well or not, pray. You know, the farmer, in times of harvest, is still doing something. He goes to get the harvest. He's doing stuff. He's prepared for the planting season. And during the planting season, he's doing stuff to prepare for the time of harvest. And that's how the cycle goes. Never you stop praying. Next slide. Alright, we read this last week also. I'm reading this. 18 says, pray at all times. On every what? Occasion. In every what? Season. So you say, I'm, I'm not lying. <laughs> I, I said that, you know. Every occasion. Every season. In the spirit. With all manners of prayer and entreaty. All manners of prayer. But he said, pray in every occasion, on every occasion, every season in the spirit. 
You're pregnant, pray. You've delivered, pray. You're, you're about to get married, pray. You are now married, pray. You got a good job, pray. After you've gotten the job, pray. Always pray. Prayer is a lifestyle. Praise God. It should be a lifestyle. We eat every day, don't we? We should pray every day as well. Next slide. James chapter 5, verse 14 to 18. Now, I want to bring something nice about prayer. Let's say something nice. Let's go. <laughs> it says, is, is anyone among you sick? And I told you that you should always pray. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them. Is any among you sick? Prayer is powerful. Is any among you sick? Is anyone going through a form of challenge? You know, I, I feel sad for people that don't join a local church. Who will pray for you? You see, God has invested power in the local church. If, whether you're in this church or any other church, if your church knows how to pray and they pray for you, right? The devil, there's no devil in the world that will stop it. If your church knows how to pray, whatever church you belong to, and they know how to pray, if your church comes in and says, look, this person is sick, you're not going to die. And they choose to pray for that person. Except they don't know how to pray. God has put so much power in the hands of the local church. And that's why I always encourage people, join a church. Do, get involved in a church. And if that church is a spirit-filled church, oh my goodness. Man, you are bound for success. Because they will pray you to success. They will. He says, and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, you see? Not just praying. You know, people pray. You know, people say uh, things like, uh, um, okay, people say, let's pray. And some people, all the prayer they know is, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's good. But it's, it's too basic. It has no power. Prayer offered in fear won't change things. Prayer offered with emotions won't change things. But prayers offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they are saved, they will be forgiven. Can you imagine the power of a church coming to pray over their member? Maybe the member did something wrong. And the person deserved that challenge, that, that thing coming to them. Do you know that the church can come together and say, Lord, we stand together. Over this person, we say you are forgiven of your sins. And we command you to get well. And the person will get well. And the person will get well. It's so important. You know, I remember someone called me a few weeks ago. And he had a financial challenge, right? He had loaned his money out to people, brought his money out to people, and he now had bills to pay, and he was, he had a deadline. <coughs> and then called everybody else. I don't know what I was showing him, so he called me. Every time he gets those kind of challenges, he's always calling me. He's a lawyer. 
He's my, in fact, he's my lawyer, right? He's my lawyer. So he called me if I had some money to give him. And I didn't have the money to give him. I said, I don't have such money, but I have something else to give you. I said, I don't have the money, but I have something to give you. So I prayed for him. I prayed for him. I said, you will find that money. You will get that money. You will pay without sweat. Do you know that in less than 24 hours, he got more than he needed. (laughs) He got more than he needed. I didn't have the money to give him. If I had, I would have. But I didn't have. But I had something more than money. Verse 6 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful. You know, sometimes some people think that, oh, I need, I need like 500 people to pray for me. The problem I'm going through is so big. I need like a thousand people. I need a prayer chain of one thousand people. You don't need a prayer chain of one thousand people. You just need a, a few people that know what prayer is about and how to do and how to pray. Because the prayer of a righteous person is effective and powerful. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it will not rain. Prayer affects the atmosphere. Prayer affects this earth. Oh, glory to God. We don't know the extent to which our prayer can go. Prayer affects the atmosphere. Prayer affects the earth. I remember a dear man of God you know, back in our country. And they were in the car. And the car was about to have an accident. And his wife shouted, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Which we expect every Christian should do, right? And he stopped and he said, No, one Jesus is enough. You don't need to shout Jesus. Calling Jesus once has enough power to solve that problem. One Jesus is enough. Glory to God. We need to understand, like I always say, look, one of the concerns I have in this part of the world is that Christianity is just a religion. And have that big concern. Christianity is just a religion here, which we are nice people, we are loving people, we care about people, we are very inclusive, we are very this, we are very that, but we lack power. We lack power. We are left at the whims and caprices of the devil. He can throw sickness at us, at us today, he can throw disease at our children tomorrow. He can turn this, and we just, the Lord give and the Lord take it. Whatever will be, will be. Sarah, Sarah. That is not Christianity. Christianity is, a, is, is power. The Bible says he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. This guy stopped the rain. And when he was ready, the Bible did not say God stopped the rain. <laughs> you know, people say that if God was, we want, let whatever God will do, let him do. No, no, no. He said, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed, earnestly that it would not rain. It was Elijah that made, that stopped the rain. It was not God. And to show you that it was Elijah, when he was ready, he prayed again, and the rain came down. It wasn't God. 
It wasn't God. So sometimes you are waiting on God to do something and God is waiting on us to do something. People are waiting on God to move and God is saying, no, 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 I've given you the power. You move. Stop the rain. Stop the devil from running in your family. You stop it. Praise God. So we talked about prayer and like I told you, when we started that, I wanted to teach about, because there are different kinds of prayer, and we're going to talk about them. But, I wanted to teach about those different kinds of prayer, until the Holy Ghost told me that, no, it's, it's the wrong order. So I want to show you why we are starting with praying in the Spirit first, before we talk about all other kinds of prayer. First, Corinthians 14, verse, from verse 4 to 5. Alright, come we want to three go. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. We talked about that. Verse 15. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I also sing with my what? Which one comes first? Now, I tell people that I'm not good with prayer points. And it's not a sign of pride or trying to be modest. No. Because over the time I found out that I don't know how to generate those prayer points. But if I spend time praying in the spirit, I will know what to pray about. If I spend time speaking in tongues, right, I will know what to pray about. And most of the times, I spend more time speaking in tongues, less time in my understanding. Because after I spend time praying in the Spirit, I know what to say in my understanding. But when we reverse the case, right? We spend a lot of time praying all kinds of prayers and understanding. And we have like 200 prayer points, you know? I, I see that we, you know, God bless whoever is doing that. But that's not the right order. We want to have a prayer meeting and we have 50 prayer points in 30 minutes. How are you going to pray about those things? You spend one minute praying about something else. You call the next scripture, you spend another one minute. How effective is that prayer? The right order is that we pray. The, the, old, the old saints, when they come to church like this, let me tell you, those days, right? Don't worry, don't be scared. We are not having it now, alright? But those days, when the church started, when they come to church, they will spend time praying in the Spirit before the service starts. They will spend time praying and praying and praying and praying. Then they will not spend time in the understanding. So this is the right order of prayer. And that's why we are taking praying in the Spirit first. Before we talk about praying and understanding, we talk about prayer of faith, prayer of thanksgiving. We talk about all those things, right? But let's first get this one, because this is the primary. Everybody say Spirit first. Come on, say it again. Say spirit first. Say I will pray in my I will pray in the spirit. I will pray in the spirit. Then I will pray my understanding. I will pray my understanding. Say one more time. Say I will pray in the spirit. I will pray in the spirit. Then I will pray my understanding. One more time. Say I will pray in the spirit. I will pray in the spirit. Then I will pray my understanding. So what what should you do when you pray about your finances? Pray in the spirit first. Pray in the spirit. Get a scripture. Like the Lord shall supply all my needs according to his glory. 
and pray, pray, pray. As you pray about your finances, the Lord will tell you what to address in your prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. He will tell you what to address. Alright. So let's go about talking about the benefits of speaking in tongues. Let's get it. Let's, let's, let's go down to the simple benefits. Let's start with number one. Right. There are so many, but we'll just start with this first. Like I said last week, one, two, three, go. Speaking, in, speaking directly to God. First Corinthians chapter 14. It says, follow charity and desire what spiritual gifts. But rather that you may what? Prophesy. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Hallelujah. You know, when we speak in tongues, you might think I'm saying rubbish. You might say, this guy is not making sense. But I'm speaking to God. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest things that have hit me lately. They have a direct access to God myself. You know, when I became a Christian, when I became born again, one of the things I did not want to do was to depend on another man for my spiritual success. If I wanted to, if I was sick, I needed to call someone to, to, to do something for me. If I had some financial issues, oh, I need somebody to do something for me. If I had this, I wanted, look, you this pastor, you talk to God and he answers you. Why can't I talk to God by myself? I was that crazy and radical. I said, he that speaks in an own tongue speaks unto men, not unto men. But unto God. So I don't need to go through an angel to talk to God. Yes. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't need to go through somebody else to talk to God. There is nobody closer to God than myself. I have direct access to God like my pastor. I have direct access to God like my bishop. I have direct access to God like any other person that is saved. If my pastor can pray and God will hear, I can pray and God will hear. Praise God. Next one. Go back, go back. Go, bring us up. Speak down to me. Um, the NIV says, For anyone who speaks in, in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God indeed. I like that. It, emphasis, indeed you are talking to God. If you if you are not sure who you are talking to, maybe when you are speaking in English, will God hear me? Oh God, are you listening to me? You know, I'm in this situation. God, are you there? You know, I mean, watch movies where people say things like, God, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh God, and it looks nice, but I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need to ask God that question. I don't need to switch and pray in the spirit. Once I begin to pray in the spirit, He hears me. I have a direct access to him. You speak to God indeed. Next one. Number two, he that speaks in tongues speaks mysteries. Mysteries. Can we read first Corinthians 14 2 again? It says, for anyone who speaks unto God, that speaks in tongues, does not speak to God, does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed. No one what understands them. This is where the problem of many people are. 
How do I say things that nobody understands? But the Bible already said that nobody will understand. Just agree. Just agree with the Bible. You already agree by receiving Jesus. So agree with the rest. <laughs> agree with, take the whole package. It's all yours. Glory to God. It's all yours. No one understands them. So imagine we all start praying this way here. Somebody walks in here and doesn't understand us. No problem. We're having a prayer meeting and we're all speaking in tongues. And nobody, someone walks in and says, what are you saying? I don't understand. You are right, you shouldn't understand. Because even us, we don't understand ourselves. But we know we are talking to God. Who is the most important person in prayer? God. Because you are praying to him to do something. So he's the most important factor. I'm not praying to you. Can you help me? No. So why should I be bothered? What your thoughts are about what I'm doing? But it says they utter mysteries by the spirits. What are mysteries? Amplify says here, for, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue, speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters what? Secret truths. Hidden things. Not obvious to the understanding. I tell you, your life is a mystery. My life is a mystery. The world is a mystery itself. <clears throat> Nobody has absolute knowledge of tomorrow. I always say this to people, and if you can write it down, write it down. You know, it's a phrase that God gave me. <clears throat> all you see is not all there is. All you see is not all there is. All you know is not all there is to know. So you might think that concerning a subject in your life or a matter in your life, you know everything. You don't. You absolutely don't. I can tell you, you don't. You don't. You don't know everything about tomorrow. You don't know everything about your health. You know, you, you might, I, mean, I, I, I know someone that went to church, he led prayer, this year happened, right? Married guy, had a wife. In fact, he went, he led prayer after, it was the first service. The second service, he led prayer, arranged the church, spoke to his pastor that I hope she's okay with it, said she was okay. He walked out of the church to the entrance, slumped and died. Sad story. Who knew that was going to happen the next day? But his wife said later that the guy prayed throughout the night. His spirit knew something that his head did not know. Maybe if he could have spent more time, maybe he would have known there was something wrong with his health. I've had times when I felt okay. I thought it was just regular headache. And I was taking Tylenol. And the only go says, no, it's not. Go to your doctor now. And I went to the doctor and voila, or something different. 
Because all you think you know is all you all you are seeing. Right? You want to apply for a job and you feel that 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 man this couple is gonna give me the best offer. They're giving me the best package. Six figures. But the Holy Spirit knows that six months down the line, that company is gonna close up. And you'll be left employed for that seven months. So go for the one with the lesser offer. But you don't know. You, do you know what's happening in the board meetings? Do you know the discussions they are having? But the Spirit of God knows. And that's why we need to pray in the Spirit. Things that are hidden from our senses, from our, from our knowledge. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But when we speak, we utter secret truths. Hidden things. Not obvious to the understanding. The next one. So that's the second thing. Number one, we speak to God. Number three, two, we speak secrets. We'll still talk about secrets later. <laughs> Number three says what? Edifies. I love this one. Energizes our spirits. Oh, glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. Can we read 1, 2, 3, go? You know, you know what I always ask you to read? Because every time you read, one, you're making a confession. Two, you're imprinting those words in your spirit. I'll tell you something. One day you'll be in a place and these scriptures will, will pop up. You know why people don't remember scriptures? It never came out of their mouth. There's never a time those scriptures came out of their mouth. But let me tell you, if you, if you, if you quote a scripture, you say one day you'll be in a position where you will need it. It will come out of your spirit. So that's why I ask you guys to always read. Read it. Because every time you read it, there's an imprint on your heart. So one, two, three, go. It says, anyone who speaks in a tongue and defies himself, but the one who prophesies and defies the church. Amplify who's the better. It says, he who speaks in a strange tongue and defies and improves himself. Do you want to improve your life? Oh, pray in the spirit. You know, I, I told you guys something. Coming from the background I came from, poverty streaking, <laughs> no job. My first job that I got was less than, um, how much is $10? That's what's 5000 yeah, Was less than $10, no, $100. Was less than $100 a month. My first job. This was 20 2011. But you see, I was not afraid. <laughs> I knew I could move from there to here. Because I could do this. I took the job. But I knew where I was going. I knew I could improve my life. You see, you might have, you might look disadvantaged in the natural. But if you can pray in the spirit, you're going to make progress. I'm telling you. I'm not telling you something I've not done. You will make progress. The thing that speaks in tongues improves himself. First of all, you will build your spirit. You see, people are weak spiritually. Give me the next slide. Let, let, let the scripture talk to us. You know, people are very weak spiritually. They say things like, oh, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to serve God. No, I'm going to serve this 2022. You know, how many of you made resolution 2022? 2022, I'm going to lose weight. 2022, I'm going to the gym seven times 
in a week. So you know, I'm going to read books. I'm going to take 10 courses. I'm going to do this. But let's, let's see why they end up not doing it. Matthew chapter 26 from verse 20, 34 to 41 says, Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night, before the roster crows, you will disown me three times. He was talking to Peter. Then Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, what a boast. Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. They were boasting. I'm not going boasted. Look, this year, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to start five businesses. <laughs> then Jesus went with disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit, sit here while I go over there and pray. Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Next verse. Next slide. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. A side note before we come to this. Whenever you have depression, whenever you feel depressed, go and pray. It's not the time to turn on the R&B station and listen to the rhythm and blues song. Or what are they? I don't want to mention names. You know them, right? When you feel depressed, it's not the time to go on social media. Are you feeling depressed? Go and pray. Jesus was, was depressed. His soul. Go and pray in the spirit. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. To the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And he went to pray. Going into father, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed. Are you depressed? Pray. I know we, we talk about therapy and therapy is good. I know we talk about mental health and mental health is very important. But I can tell you something else that can sustain all of that is prayer. My father, if it's possible, may this cup take, be taken from me. Yet not I, as I will, but you, as you will. Verse 40. Then he told his disciples and found them sleeping. He said, couldn't you men give watch with me for one hour? I have a 20, 14 point about the man called Jesus. I'm not going to take away. <laughs> he asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. See why a lot of people fall into temptation. They get into sexual immorality, do things that they shouldn't do. They, they don't, many people want to serve God, but the spirit is weak. And if you don't pray in the spirit, what you know, you won't be able to do it. Because it's not just knowledge. Your spirit needs strength. If I go to the gym and they load 500 pounds, no matter how I desire to lift 500 pounds, I won't. Even if all of you come together and give me food <laughs> just before I go down the bench, I won't. You know why? I'm not, I've not built myself to that point. Many want to achieve great things in life and they fail because they don't first take care of their spirits. They are first thinking about their head, their mental abilities, who they know, who can they talk to. They forget their spirit. So when the time comes, they fail. They give up. Why? They don't pray. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. But the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? 
we, we all say this. And it's the truth. What makes the flesh weak when you don't pray? When you don't pray, your, your flesh is your, your spirit is weak. Your flesh is stronger. The more you pray, you give the spirit strength. You put the flesh under. The more you pray, you give the spirit strength. You put the flesh under. Praise God. Praise God. Alright, the fourth one. We are, we are wrapping up. I think I've got one story in the slides and we're done. If you're in this church, you're going to pray the spirit. Let me tell you. If you can't escape it. <laughs> First, speaking, speaking to angels, I love this one. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1. It says, can we read 1 to 3 go? If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm, I'm, I'm a resounding gong But the focus is this. If I went if I were to speak with eloquence, this is a TPT translation. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels. Heavenly tongues of angels. Sometimes when we say these things, it looks out of this world. Are you, are you, are you sure what you're talking about? No, I didn't read the Bible. This, this, this Bible exists thousands of years ago when I was born. I met it here and I'll leave it here. So these, these are not my writings. But whatever I've seen, one of the things I want to encourage you is when you see something in scripture, desire to be your experience. You see, many people see stuff in scripture and they say it's not for me. Oh, it's for the pastor. It's for those that are very spiritual. No. When you see something in scripture, desire to become your experience. That's one of the things that's helped me to grow spiritually. If I find something in scripture, I take it as mine. I take it as God talking to me. So he says, speak tongues of angels. So every time we pray in the spirit, sometimes we are talking to angels. Maybe not now. We're going to do ABCs of the supernatural. When we get there, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know some things. Every one of us has an angel. Every one of us has at least one angel. I, 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 I wish I put that, but because of time, Jesus said that the little children have angels. When we are all born to this world, God gave us one angel, minimum of one. And as you grow in life and you choose to follow God's will, He assigns more angels to you. But the minimum every human being has. Is one angel. There's no human that doesn't have an angel working for them. But many of us don't activate our angels. Our angels have been idle for 20 years. We don't give them instructions. Why? We don't pray in the spirit. We don't give them instructions to do things on our behalf. You know why? We don't pray in the spirit. You are sweating. You are going, you want to do everything yourself. You've got an angel. Use your angel. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Next slide. So I want to show you a story in the Bible. You know, like I said, the word of God is real. Please, someone say, the word of God is real. The word of God is real. 
It, it applies to me. God is talking to me. In the name of Jesus. Every time I read the scripture, I apply it to my life. Come on, say one more time. Every time I read the scripture, I apply it to my life. I'm going to read you a story. I'm going to tell you an experience I had last year. You know, with this. So, we talk about when we pray in tongues, we speak to angels, right? I don't know if you read this in the Bible, but can we read? Can we also read? It's a very... It's better than Hollywood. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like movies, right? Sometimes I, I try to watch some movies. But if you read your Bible, there's so much action in the Bible. Oh, dear. So much action in the Bible. So much action. Go and read Kings. Go and read Judges. If you're looking for war movies, go to the Bible. Literal action. One guy taking 500 people. One guy, Samson. Don't fall strong. Go to the... Sometimes I read it with the Bible. I shout in my room. Whoa! Taking down people. You want to look for action. Look for romance. It's in the Bible. Ruth. Whatever I'm looking for is in the Bible. Smart guys. Solomon. Don't worry. Praise God. So let's read the story. It was about the time that the king Herod arrested some who belonged to the church. Intending to persecute them. <clears throat> he had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. Someone took out Jesus, took out one of Jesus' disciples. Praise God. He had James, the brother of John, put to death. This was a member of the church. Listen to me. If the church doesn't do anything, the devil's going to roll over our heads. Don't say because you're a Christian, nothing's going to happen to you. No. If you keep quiet, he will take advantage of you. So the church kept quiet and the guy took James, <laughs> the brother of John, put to death with a sword, killed him, literally. Verse 3. When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, people were happy. You know, when they persecute the church, People are happy. Some people are happy in Canada. No, not allowed the church to preach X. Not allowed the church to preach Y. Some people are excited. Yes, they're extremists. No, we are not. We're just preaching the Bible. But some people are happy. When he saw that this man is the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. You see, the Bible says give no room to the devil. You give him a room, he'll take the house. Give him a room, he'll take the house. You don't take one of your children, you will take all of them. You must stand your ground and say, not in my home. Not on my watch, devil. No way. He proceeded to seize Peter also. After he had killed the first guy. This happened during the festival of a living bread. Verse 4. After arresting him, he put him in prison. Hand him over to the guards by four squads. Or four soldiers each. Four squads of four soldiers. That's 16. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. What humiliation. Next, next, next one. Verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison. But I like this one. I told you. If you have a church that can pray for you. Oh dear. But the church woke up this time. You killed James. You want to kill Peter also? No way. 
But the church was endlessly praying for God, to God for him. The church woke up. They began to pray. I told you, there's power in the local church. The night before Herod was to, the night, someone said the night. God is never late. Maybe a few days before that, Herod thought he was, he was the guy. But the night, just before they approved those that they were employed, your name will come up. So before you want to give those that they will give scholarships to, your name will come up. The night before. The night. So God is not late, child of God. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. This fully guarded prisoner, one prisoner, you have all these guards. Suddenly, Woo! Glory to God. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared. This is the Bible. This is not movie. This is real. A light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. An angel. Come on, say an angel. Angel. Come on, say an angel. Angel. Don't forget what we read before. They that speak in tongues. We speak in tongues of men and of angels. So I'm sure when the church was praying, they were also speaking tongues of angels. They activated the angels that were needed. Hallelujah. Amen. For this mission. So the angel of the Lord appeared. And the light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains, what, fell off. No, 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 no. These were chains that had padlocks on them. The chains fell off of Peter's wrist. Verse 18. Then they just said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Verse 9. Peter followed him out of the prison. He had no idea what, what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought it was in a dream. <laughs> I told you the best action movies are in the Bible. He thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10. They passed the first and second guards. Oh man. Christianity is, is life. Christianity is the bomb. I'm sorry. I, I make no apologies to anybody. It's the bomb. The Bible says they walked past the, the guards and the guards didn't see them. They became invincible. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. They became invincible. It means that people can come and rob in an area and they cannot, they won't go into your house. They won't get you. Your car becomes invisible. Glory to God. A truck loses control on the highway. It won't get you. Your car becomes invisible. The Bible says they, they passed the first second guards and came to the iron gate. Leave the city. Why were the guards? Bible says the, the city gate. The city gate. Not my house door. Not the library door. The gate of the city. These were massive gates. The Bible says the city gate opened by itself. <laughs> oh, glory to God. The city gate opened by itself. It was activated by the Holy Spirit. I'm sure we go to the malls. And the malls close and open. When we, when we approach the doors, right? The doors open. 
Look, there are some. Ah, glory to God. It opened for it opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, <laughs> a whole street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know, without a doubt, that the Lord has sent his angel and has rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jews, the Jewish people, were hoping would happen. He said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and has rescued me. Can we be on, on top of our feet? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, sometime last year, I made an application for something in Canada. And time, two months, three months, fourth month, and one day the Holy Ghost, I was praying this way like this. And as if he just spoke to me. I said, the same way gates can open. Angels make gates to open. Angels make chains to fall off. Angels can move your document forward. Can bring your file up. He said to me, he said, begin to pray now that the angels... Your angels are willing to bring your file to the surface. So I started praying that every day for about 30 minutes for like two weeks. And less than two weeks, exactly two weeks after that, I got the approval I needed. What we say today is not gimmick. I've not said all these things to make you feel happy. No. I've read the Bible to you. Right? I just read, I just, all we just did today was just Bible reading. <laughs> we just read the Bible. Praise God. I want you to just talk to God. You know, I put the scripture here. It says that every time we pray in the Spirit, we have weaknesses. We don't know what we, have, we ought to pray for. But the Holy Spirit helps us. Helps us. Helps us. That when we pray in the Spirit, we pray in perfect harmony with God's will for our lives. Come on, just talk to God. And today, if you want to get filled with the Spirit, you want to speak in tongues, I don't want to hold you back anymore. Come forward. I don't want to hold back anymore. Sorry. Come forward and let us pray. Thank you once again for joining us here at Kingswoods International Church. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswoods International Church, British Columbia. Feel free to visit our website at kingswordbritishcolumbia.com. That is kingswordsbritishcolumbia.com for more teachings. God bless you.